RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system and our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonix. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena heads into her office, only to find it broken into by Rotu Cyril and his cousin, Sarah Andelmo, former pit boss of the Golden Lotus and mother of Amphitrio, the red shadow Yara who pursued Athena at the behest of Harlan Troya. Andelmo had been tasked as an agent of Olivier to keep tabs on Athena, but she was also another unwilling Spectrum recipient. Andelmo says she has a score to settle with Olivier, and thanks to her psionic interference augment, like Athena, the ability to choose. The camera opens on a glass bubble of light. And within that glass bubble of light is Athena. The camera shifts and swivels into a place behind Athena. And we see that she's actually standing within an underwater structure where many of Caldonix's wealthier citizens live. And this wall of glass protects her from the millions of gallons of crushing water as she watches fish begin to swim to and fro. This is the Bubbles Aquarium, aquaculture, was it smell like pickle? Today, it's one of the rotating scents within the bubble. Peppermint. Mm-hmm. Peppermint and air conditioning. It makes it feel crisp and cool in your mouth, just a little tacky. The halls here are lit with dull golden light, warming in the darkness of the water beyond. The shapes are darker. Occasionally, spotlights turn on to shine out into the water and catch the forms of fish who thought they were more hidden. I don't think Athena can help peeking out there and looking for some little green eyes on a fish here or there, but she's here to see a a different green-eyed friend today. You don't spot anything while you're standing here looking through the glass, but the friend that you are looking for is pretty close at hand. Nice. You make your way through the aquarium. It's got a lot of overhead tubes and structures that weave in and out of one another. Some of it does connect to the exterior water, so it's not like they're all contained and held within like a separate biosphere and it's just kind of built into one side of the bubble as you poke your way around you do eventually spot the oculus silas whom you have contacted to set up a clandestine meeting of dubious nature how dubious when have you ever not had a dubious meeting with silas to be honest 
Well, the uh, well, mm, I feel like every one of well, your interactions is dubious and clandestine. <laughs> so. No, that's where this one's going to be different. They're totally just here for a hangout, chill time, as always. Yeah, you find him. He is standing in front of a large wall of glass, watching some sharks swim around in front of him, hands behind his back. At face value, he looks different, you know, in a good way. His posture's a lot straighter. You can tell as you approach that he he looks just cleaner and healthier. His skin isn't quite as pallid as it was. It looks like maybe he's been getting sleep again. He doesn't have like the same super dark rings under his eyes. Probably shaved. Oh my God, did Athena just absorb all of his nonsense as he's been healing? <laughs> oh God. And his hair, he has, it's not bound up like in a ponytail. It's still longer, but he has it combed over one side. So he just kind of has a sheet of hair on the opposite side, kind of frames his face. Is he still wearing a nerd jacket? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A nerd traveling jacket. Mm. He turns as he sees you approaching and raises a hand with a soft smile, turns to face you. Well, hello. Athena, always a pleasure. Weird seeing you with blue instead of orange, but I'll take it. She says, gesturing at the reflections from the giant wall of water. <laughs> yes, you know, I suppose our last few meetings have been in very specific locations. I'm glad to branch out a bit. Feels good. Yeah, we both need to get out and stretch legs, shoot shit, You're too all late. that. Have you been doing? Quite well, thank you. It's been, um... I think we've both had a very strange couple of months, but everything's looking up. How high? We talking surface level up or, you know, just like well, the I, train tunnel up? Well, it depends on your perspective, because I wouldn't consider the surface to be the pinnacle of things going well. Okay, so if I invert the map. Then I'd say I'm home Good. and I'm here. Things are starting to feel a bit more normal again. Thank you. Mm -hmm. How are you? Well, I just had a smoothie, so that was good. <laughs> full stomach, full heart, eh? Can't lose. I'm glad that hasn't changed. So at this point, what have you told Silas about what happened at the Alloy? Ooh, this is the version of Spark Notes where you didn't even have time to, like, read the whole thing. It's the too long didn't read version. You, you read the back of the Spark Notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um, that's, like, the condensed most information. Right. Okay, can you give me like actual idea of what information that is? Like, yeah. does he know the doll's gone? Uh, yeah. Athena gave Silas an overview, mostly of what happened in the alloy chamber proper during like their social combat. Updated him about her new position, what it entails. That veal. Oh, you should be watching out for that guy the general dispositions of Santi and Kuju in response to Prisme, what she found out about Dakira and Veal's entanglements and her guesses as to that, that Roth was a very good person to bring on board because they probably just would have iced her there, wants to reinforce that decision as being a good one. She would have glossed over pretty much everything in the creation chambers because I don't think that's hers to share. I don't think she told him about Null at all either, but she definitely told him that Zadal died in an accident. An accident, and that's all she told him? Yeah. Zadal's died in an accident? And she doesn't want to talk about it yet. Okay. That's because okay. I, I feel like he knew she had a thing. For Zadal, yeah. sure. 
I am a mind reader, Athena. Do not mind. Oh, not anymore. God, can you imagine how vacant her brain was like back in the day? She's like, Shazad, Shazad, paperwork. (laughs) 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 And how have you been, Athena? Uh, Good. I found some more Prismae. Oh, excellent. Yeah. She could definitely say that out loud because nobody fucking knows what that word means. Like she's just like, I don't care, man. I'm done with this cloak and dagger bullshit. <laughs> shit, man. Shit, man. I'm done. I know. I save my cloaks and daggers for the important days now. Yeah. That's every day. That's every day wear. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful news. Yeah, it's pretty good. And how is um, Prism doing? It's good. Keeps getting better and a little bigger every time. Good. I would, um, I'd very much like to meet everyone at some point. I understand why. Security is tight, of course. I think we can arrange that sometime. There's uh, a little wary of authority figures. I quite understand, given that one of our city's internal delegations until very recently had a kill-on-site edict in place. Yes, that hasn't done much to endear even regular citizens to coming back. Like, the folks that are there seem pretty well set to, you know, hang out for a while. Mm. That's quite a far cry from where you told me they were some months ago. Yeah, well, we've been putting in the work. Isaac's been doing a lot of rapport building. He knows some of them from before. Not all of them, but some of them. I'm glad it's working out for him. And for you, of course. Oh, yeah, me too. The worthy pursuit. Well, I know you have a very busy job and I don't wish to keep you over long. What can I assist you with today? Oh, I just wanted to look at some fish and not be on the run for a minute and maybe catch up and... Go fishing, perhaps? I'm just so bad at the waiting. Oh, I meant for information. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to tell you some stuff, though. Oh, even better. Athena starts down one of the walk-through tubes. What kind of fucked up little animal would be down here? It's like a really long jellyfish. It's like a tube jellyfish. Ooh. It kind of floats like it's a snake through the water. Like a ribbon? Yeah, like a Ooh. ribbon. It's segmented jellyfish that's like connected, but each segment oh. is like a little jellyfish. Do you think each segment has... Well, no, jellyfish don't have a brain, do they? I don't remember how that works. I think they're special because they don't have a brain, but they're still categorized as an animal. One of those is squibbling around, making all sorts of crazy shapes, like a helix, but only one side of it. Athena walks over to that section of a, I guess it's more of like a, an excited mini jog, and she points it and she's like, ah, it's a squibbler. <laughs> a squibbler? I don't know what it's called. It's just what it looks like. Well, it's a very uh, apt description, to be sure. It's fascinating how they can move that way. If I tried to bunch my body up that way, I don't think anyone would have a very good time. It doesn't have a brain, so you can't you can't do nothing to that guy. I can't do anything with animals, regardless. So unfortunately, I really no can't animals? sate your curiosity. <sighs> not me. Listen, animals have more rudimentary minds. It's, it's not that I haven't tried. It's just not one of my particular gifts. It's more, um, uh, you have to be better at baseline reading of thoughts and feelings. It's gotcha. they're less, less crisp. Just doesn't really interest me personally. Until we open up the Domba Crimes unit in oh. the city. So somebody's gotta. Domba Crimes. So you want Plush Henry to be our first officer, I take it? Oh our God. first regulator. 
If I could meet him, yes. I'm sure. But I'm not on the force anymore, so I'll be in the crowd. Unofficial vocab guidelines say that the force is too aggressive. (laughs) So let's see. I ran into Veal again. And you're here. That's a good sign. Yeah, you know. Given how you've previously described his martial prowess. Yeah, I think he has spectrum in his sword. In his sword? Yes. I see. Yeah, so I got a little bit of debriefing about the sword before I actually saw it, but it just, I don't know, he uses it to violently defuse Prismae from their parts. So, you know, the people bits die and the energy might live on uh, to harm others. That's less than ideal. It just, I don't know, it felt bad when my whip hit it. I don't know, I, I I didn't like it. Something just feels off with it. I understand. And you're still not sure where he's operating out of or hiding how many agents he has working with him at this point? Well, there were four. Now three. I guess there's still four if I count Iva, but I think he's still being held. You would know that Iva's detained. Although you haven't seen or interacted with Iva outside of if you had Mm -hmm. any other questions, like, right after the fact, but... No. You entrusted his fate to the ally. I'm sure it'll be fine. When have they ever tried to hurt her before? Never. Uh, Do you remember Amphitrio and Delmo from uh, when Troy was still knocking around? Yes, he was the somewhat bestial individual that I believe tunneled after you and your associate, Miss Sato. Well, I met his mom. She was in the employ of the Lotus, I believe? Yeah, not so much anymore. Uh, She's on Olivier's payroll and has been following me for an indeterminate amount of time. Orders to kill me. Hasn't yet met with me to broker peace. She says with a very skeptical face. You guys are continuing to walk here and you occasionally pass somebody else going in the other direction. And when you do, you both fall silent until they're further out of earshot. She tried to pick a dead zone time for hanging out. He pauses in the middle of this small corridor of water where you're surrounded on all sides and turns to you with his hands behind his back again, face thoughtful. She's in the employ of Olivier, has been following you, has now approached you to broke a piece after you've killed her son? Yeah. Seems like a trap. It does. I told her to her face it sounded like a trap. It does, and I don't think anyone could argue with that. What's... Why has she approached you now? Well, her cousin is Rotu Cyril, and that little chuckle fuck is in way over his head. I see. Why has she come to you to broke a piece? What, What kind of piece? What does she want? Uh, Olivier dead. Seems to have a thing about psionics, which is why I won't be introducing the two of you. Seems like a very adept wet works person, if she was able to follow me for that long. Yes, I quite appreciate that. Thank you. Or at least the heads up. Mm -hmm. Make sure to keep my eyes open. So, she's in the employ of Olivier, and now wants your help to kill her employ? Yeah, she's got something like my circlet. So it seems like the mental control aspect never really kicked in for her when she was bequeathed. I see. A very similar shade to me. 
And have you been able to verify this in any way? Well, what am I supposed to do? I could assist you. I can't imagine she would um, willingly submit to such scrutinization, given her professed background with you and distaste for psionics, but otherwise, how can you be sure anything she's saying is true? Although I have no doubt that she hates Olivier and wants to kill her. She's not very personal. Olivier? Yes. Have you met Olivier? Oh, yes. What? Yes. When? Uh, you never told me that. Well, I hadn't remembered until more recently. And then it just didn't come up because it didn't seem pertinent. It wasn't my proudest moment. Athena looks extremely skeptically and just holds out her hands. <sighs> Athena, we... I would like to believe that you and I are finally, at last, generally on the same page. That we know one another reasonably well enough. That we share similar goals. And I haven't lied to you about things. But that you know most of my past. And, um... Well, it's enough beating around the bush. Um, she was... I, looking back, <laughs> in retrospect, um, she was the primary instigator for everything that happened with Jack Staveth and um, that whole situation. How was it her? Um, well, the, uh, during the intervening time uh, from when Joel Shin went into the disintegration pit uh, and the night where Jack Staveth was murdered. A lot happened in the city and um, not all of us were happy with the way that things had been going. Mm-hmm. She approached me. She's an information broker and a psionic. Why would the psionic part matter there? I can't be sure she didn't meddle with me in some way. I don't think she did. You know, I'm willing to take responsibility for my actions. But there was certainly an element of manipulation. Is that why she's still trying to kill you? That Tying up guess. loose ends. Yeah. Something like that. Or maybe just a joke. Maybe she's playing with me. That's not the funniest joke I've ever heard. Not from your perspective, but I could see her getting quite a kick out of it. How long did you know her? I knew of her for quite a long time, but I didn't meet her until several months before Jax. That's the truth. That's the truth. She was stationed in Caldonix for a time, and we got to know one another. We were both in similar positions. Things were, you know, rocky, but not as they are now. You got to know each other. Somewhat. Yes. Silence. <laughs> what are you of all people going to give me a hard time about this? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Takes off his glasses, rubs the bridge of his nose. Yes, well, I suppose that's not undeserved. Wow. <laughs> what? Why is this so unbelievable to you? Because you're such a workaholic. Well, yes, I have been the last period of time. Okay, but I knew you before I left. Well, I 
work hard. I'd... Don't you play hard too hard? <laughs> <laughs> she says. I would never choose such phrasing. <laughs> I know it was such a fun time right now. <laughs> I know it was inadvisable. I understand that. It was poor choice, strategically and otherwise. Really? I was. I don't know. It's very vulnerable of you. Yes. Well, the reason that I placed so much trust in her was that she was the one who removed the block that Jex had placed on me to remove from my memories the incident with Joel. That was the last part of the cover, you understand? So she wasn't there that night? No, 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 no. So that was for sure Dakira then? Hmm. Yes, I was living in, well, I don't, I suppose you could call it as blissful as possible, but there was still, not to be boastful, but I am rather smart and um, somewhat of an accomplished psionic. So I think somewhere in the back of my head, I knew that something was off and that creates a certain amount of paranoia, paranoia, disquiet. It suffuses your life. I don't know anything about that. No, of course not. So I was ensnared in her web, I suppose you could say. She's a very hard woman, but not without compassion. Or maybe she's a really good liar. Yes, or that, which is also extremely possible. Because, you know, the night of the big Jex incident was the same night that the mine went off, and I know she was down there murdering an Inquisitor. Oh yes, with hindsight I can see that I was part of a larger ploy. Yeah. And it was executed quite perfectly. There's nothing for it. I can't uh, I can't undo what's already been done. I can only admit a previous defeat and push forward towards a brighter victory, which I would be extremely grateful to you if you could help me secure. Well, once again, Silas, our goals are aligned. I'm happy to hear this. And I'm just giving you a hard time. It's just, wow. Well, I'm glad that we can have this type of uh, levity. I think we deserve it a little bit. I've been hard out there. It has been. And you're right, we do. You've done a lot. We continue doing more. There's always going to be more. So, um, yes, I have met Suzette. She is a worthy opponent who got the better of me once. And no, I have not quite forgiven that slight. Made me a right fool. Well, don't dalliances make fools of us all? Isn't that kind of the point? Well, to some extent. Yeah. But I don't... I regret how it happened. And I regret that my role in it allowed something worse to take place. But... I think it would have happened with or without you. I do, too. It doesn't take away the sting, of course. But Jax was, um... <laughs> doing what he wanted. How so? He tried to make it as though it never happened. Cover it up, move on. And now we find ourselves here. He he took away our choices, Athena. Oh no, I get that. And I've done that. To many individuals, I'm sure, without realizing. I want to give people choice. They should be able to decide. A safe home. A safe place to live. Food on the table. That's all anybody wants. Yes. Well, all a lot of people want. And the opportunity to aspire to be more. 
to have more, to be more. That's not for everyone, and it shouldn't be. But they should have the right to choose. Wags a finger, not like at you, like chiding you, but just... At a fish. Yes, he says it. <laughs> they should have a choice. There's little clownfish. Their skin kind of ripples like cuttlefish do. So like the patterns just wiggle, like Ooh. always going backwards. You know that's what I mean? That's fun, yeah. Moonwalking fish. <laughs> yeah. They're very hard. Maybe that's why, though. Maybe it just makes them harder for predators to chomp because they're like, no, they should be there, but they're there. I like that. That's fun. What if they're a psionic fish? What if they're just casting illusion on themselves? Yeah. That'd be cool. Hey, you dumb fish, why not just use invisibility instead? Why not? Stupid fish. I did conspect with it. That's a higher level power. I don't. I'm just a I, fish. I'm just a fish. I'm just a novice level fish. Ma'am, I'm just a fish. I can't do that. <laughs> Can I talk about some stuff with you? About it all? He has a more melancholy expression. He's still like looking out at the fish and you watch his expression change a little bit to a sad smile. And he turns to you, the shelf of his hair shifting as well. But it, it kind of like stays all together. It's not bound together, but it's... The amount of hairspray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to discuss whatever you would like to, Athena. If you'd like to share or if you need perspective or anything, of course. I think he just knew him a little bit better than almost anybody else I talk to on a regular basis. And I I don't want to really talk to the ally about it. I understand. I'd say we knew one another. It was working acquaintances. We never were, <clears throat> I'll say, bosom friends. But we had much in common. You know, we we're both psionics. We we're both inquisitors. He had a sharp mind. He was very uh, astute. I appreciated his work ethic and his demeanor. He had a good sense of humor, whether or not he always realized it. His head's just been nonsense. It was just, there was a lot of stuff going on for a long time. We didn't really know what was up, but you were always familiar. He didn't know why. Familiar? Because we worked together? No, it uh, went a little bit further down than that. I don't understand. Some arrow... Their souls sort of get pulled out of the Cory soup, as it were. Part of his composition is, um, uh, Jack Stavith. Was Jack Stavith. He turns to you now, his expression shifting from interested and listening to something very perked up. He's very tuned into what you're saying right now. Definitely some concern and confusion on his face, but he doesn't interrupt you. I saw a bit of that that uh, that that murder firsthand. He dreamed about it every night. Silas swallows, looking back to the water. Did you know you had Shadow Man doing a ride along in you? Because he hopped into Jex's body as soon as he was gone. Sooner, maybe. Silas worries at his lip, and he shrugs one shoulder. I um didn't know specifics at the time, but I've certainly pieced together certain things over the last few months. Um, what do you mean he's... What do you mean? I mean, after cracking uh, into that quarry cylinder so many times, sort of opened up an open pathway, and he was a good enough psionic to put himself somewhere else. Jack's was. Yeah, of course he was. He was the guy 
And he took a little bit of you and a little bit of Shadow Man. Silas's hand goes up to his temple. He has a faraway look. <laughs> Ages ago, Zadal took a peek at you in your office and it looked like you just had a psionic, like someone put a cleaver to you and it was just not, it was Jex. And I thought you should know that. He just, I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was just out of self-preservation, but he took part of you. He took part of Shadow Man with him and that got to the alloy somehow. So Silas is shaking his head now. He's got one hand on the glass wall, just clearing his mind. So I remember this, Linda. I, I remember that night. I had assumed it was Jax that played with my mind at the very end. There was no other feasible explanation. Shadow Man, as you now call him, that's... I just don't want to set off any triggerable agents in the area. Of course, and that's prudent. That was, um, correct, of course. That was him. Well, not the him that you know now, of course. A different him. Slightly. A variable. Yes, something like that. He was trying to help you get out. And Dakira. Trying to help me get out? Yeah, they were carrying you to, like, the train, dude. And they would have made it if Hollerishi hadn't interposed. They were trying to remove me from the city. He's very concerned at that. What were they? Maybe it was Suzette trying to make good. I don't know. <laughs> what do you know? It doesn't matter now. I can't figure why Dakira was there, though. I just, I don't know enough about this lady. I knew she was with the Alloy. But she always interfaced with checks. I'd only seen her in passing, or on the occasions I determined to follow him. Oh my, what a scamp. He was very secretive, and you know how frustrating that can be. Really? <laughs> yes, well, I think it's true what they say we all take after those who inspire us, at least to some extent. Oh, let's, let's go back for a moment. So, the arrow... Pull the energy from Corey. We knew that. You're saying part of their personality is also carried through the Corey? I don't know. Does that mean that it's the same as Spectrum? Yes. So Arrow are simply Spectrum in synthetic forms. But I don't know if it's simply, but that's what I've been able to piece together. In concept, yeah. Fascinating. So we've been... (laughs) (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. It does. (sighs) That's so simple. Yes, it never occurred to me. Well, you forgot what Spectrum were for a while. Yes, I did. That's very true, but I shan't again. You look exceedingly charmed. Because it's just a puzzle piece, right? It just falls into place. Yes. Or at least it makes a lot more sense. So, I'm... Let me circle back once more. Jack Stavith... While I was happily smashing his face into the glass, managed to psionically assault me to such an extent that he warped my mind and then subsequently died, but was so powerful that he took himself part of me and part of the Shadow Man with him, which was then somehow sent back to the alloy. I think it's just the way this Cory bends. The Cory in your office, the Cory in the pit... 
And she puffs out a little bit of orange from her mouth. What was that? I don't know, Silas. I'm fine. Athena, you, that's not a normal occurrence. What's you have control? You're able to just do that? What? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just upset. So it's in my. It's, he looks quite confused, but can see that you're agitated. So he backs off. Maybe if I let more of it out, it'll stop being needles in my veins. I don't know. Athena, we should. Have you seen a specialist about this? Kinda. If you have, you you should see someone if you've not. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know you're not a regulator anymore, but surely we can set you up with someone or one of your Pantheon agents. Anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, but it's like an extended, you know, healing isn't a straight line. Of course, forgive me. But anyway, bits of you and bits of Jex and bits of Shadow Man coalesced into a person. That is, um, goes a long way to explaining why he faced some of the troubles he did. Oh, no. Nuts at all. Then... Part of Jax got into it all, but, um... I no, see. there was a whole, a whole other person down there that was just blocked off. Blocked off from everybody, and nobody could remember there was even a door there. And we found him in a pit. Half an arrow body just in the quarry. Their name was Null. And I would have liked to talk to them for longer. You said was, so it sounds like they are no longer with us. Mm -mm. Does this have something to do with Zidal as well? Yeah, it turns out when we were sharing a mindscape, uh, Jex left a little parting gift to make sure no spectrum would make it out of there alive. And um, when I touched Null, something triggered. And Zidal took a bullet for me. That was that. <sighs> kind of fucked up getting killed by bits of yourself. I... <sighs> part of me wants to say it's poetic, but another part of me says, shut the fuck up, Athena. It's a dumb thing to think. I don't even know what to say. Wow, look at these fish. Oh, they're wigglier than I remember. Some very wiggly fish. She's definitely not looking through a couple tears at yeah. the fish. Silas walks over and puts an arm around your shoulder, but doesn't, like, look at you. He stays facing the fish. She really appreciates that. <sighs> I'm sorry that you've been carrying this around with you. He's got some glistening eyes, too. Are they red? <laughs> <laughs> they are not, no. <laughs> I trust everything you're saying is true. Um, you've never been... Much of a liar. I'm not very good at it. Um, what an ignoble end. I'm glad he was there to help you. I almost wish I would have left him upstairs, because then we couldn't have gone into Null's space at all. Maybe I would have been okay not knowing about Null. I don't know. Did you learn anything of, of use? Has it taught you anything? Um... Measure twice, cut once? Or do you mean like specific information rather than a metaphor gleaned? I think a metaphor is a, is a worthy lesson. And some of the hardest lessons are the ones that are painful to learn. I feel like that whole conversation is just a fever dream now. Uh, now I, you know, Roja let me know I might have slightly 
I don't know. My brain might just be a little goobered from how much gas I was breathing down there. It's a lot. There was gas as well, this orange vapor that you just exuded. Yeah, I'm not sure how long I was down there. You know, I lobbied Rasmus for those respirators. I should have had one on me at all times. <sighs> oh. What a mess. <laughs> Life can be that way sometimes. I'm glad you're still here with us. Me too. How is your friend? Taps his head. I haven't heard from her. He looks concerned at that. Traumatic events take a toll on the body and the mind. Not even to say what the inhalation of such vapors over a prolonged period of time might be causing for you. Well, there was that, and uh, I was trying to shoot some lightning in the brain, and the course vibe just came out instead, because it's... It wasn't real, but she kind of got flung at Jack Davith, and she got hurt. She got hurt. I don't know how to fix that. I've been like... I've been working out. I've been drinking these green smoothies Roja keeps giving me. I've been getting clean six hours a night. I think it's important that we touch on something you just said, which is that it wasn't real. And I'm sorry to say that that couldn't be further from the truth. It was a psionic connection, yes? Mm -hmm. Psionics is a form of Cory manipulation. It's in the mind. It's connected to the physical space can you know, disconnect it in its own way but your mind makes it real so what, are you telling me i could just <laughs> think my way out of this i don't know maybe what i do know is that what happened there has affected you here in the physical space in a very real way and the mind has great power of the body it's certainly possible it's equally possible it could be reversible or curable or that you just need to work through it at your own pace. And of course, be careful in the meantime. But she is your friend, and you are eternally there for your friends, Athena. I've seen that time and time again, and benefited in my own way, for which I'm very thankful. Yeah, that's because you're my friend, you dummy. Yes, I suppose I am. I'm sorry I haven't always been a good one, and for the the roles I willingly played in your misfortune, whether I knew that to be the case at the time or not. It's not my misfortune. It's just raw situations. Oh, sorry. We've, we've gotten quite off topic. I'm happy to visit as long as you'd like. Athena, what you're, what you're doing right now as the frequency, helping the new Prisme, protecting them from Veal, and the others that are hunting them down, taking them somewhere safe, that's everything that I could hope for, for people like us. Shit, I could hope for a lot more than that. Well, it's a start, and I do as well, but I guess what I meant is it's a better position to be in now than I hoped for. If Roth hadn't been there, I, I, I think I would have died. They have cannons in the ceiling. It is the stronghold. I mean, it makes sense. You know, cannons in your ceiling, be No. We should maybe get some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak to Poppy about that. Perhaps she can whip something up. I'm glad that you took Roth with you, if he was able to provide you with such aid. I've still done my best to stay out of his way 
seemed content to leave me to my devices with the occasional check-in, which has been positive. As long as things move smoothly, I think he's somewhat happy to be back to a semblance of normalcy. Although I can't imagine he forgives or forgets. Oh no, I wouldn't imagine that ever. So I am consistently worried that he will, I don't know, make me disappear or... Here's the thing. Something like that. He hated Jex. He only mildly dislikes you. Yes, you would think that as the person who killed Jex, I might have won a few brownie points with him, but... I wouldn't bring it up, but maybe. I don't intend to, ever, actually, unless that's warranted, which I'm sure he will look very favorably on, if it ever comes to light. Um, while we're on the subject, yeah. there may come a time when I need to leave the premises if I feel that I'm currently in danger from our good Photius. Like the, the, the city premises? As far as I would need to go to escape such so, a pursuit. We talking like within our lovely home, or are we talking topside? Because I can help you with both, obviously. I was hoping for a middle ground. You've talked up this safe space so much for people like us. That, well, yes, um, and you're very much allowed there. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. It would be my preference that if such a thing happened, I could secret myself there or disappear in such a fashion that I could make my way there. I'd rather be around other prismae, you see. If or when that day comes, you find poverty in me and we're going to take you right there. Okay. Thank you. He does look visibly relieved at that. Just exhales. Can I insight? Can I, can I, can I squint? Sure. What are you trying to insight exactly? If it's dubious. If it's dubious? Dubious. Okay. Or if it's genuine relief that like, oh, thank God, I'll be safe. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, that's just a notice, right? Yep. We can do that. Hmm. That's a seven. I'll bet. I, I spend a Benny. Those are threes. I spend a Benny. Okay. Ah. That's fine. Sorry, he rolled an 18. Who wasn't going to beat that? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> he just looks relieved. Like, a small weight has been lifted from his chest. Well, good news. I finally built that pizza oven, and there's a lot of shrimp. It does sound pleasant. Have you tried shrimp pizza? Because they're, they're working on it. It's not good yet. I'm sure they'll get there soon. <sighs> okay. Thank you. Are you going to be okay if you see Rishi? He pauses. I hadn't exactly considered that. It's kind of his house. Yes, of course. I, the last time I remember seeing the spectrum that you say is named Halarishi was when we were mentally connected to Joel. Of course, recollections a bit scattered. But you saw Rishi then? I mean, we were connected to <laughs> C, and he does these well, air yeah. quotes. We were connected through a psionic link. But you felt you felt him? I perceived Joel's I, I was able to see, at least in part, how Joel perceived the environment or the situation. It was extremely cerebral. I it's hard to explain, Athena. It was like it was like looking into another dimension. Colours and lights and Movement and obscure. Did he show her? Yeah, if you ask him, sure. Yeah. 
She taps her head and wiggles it back and forth. <laughs> of course, what's my thinking? I mean, your word pictures are great, but I, would, I wouldn't mind see, seeing it. Knock, knock. He says, tapping your circlet, and you feel the, the warm presence. Yeah. All right. You feel the familiar presence of Silas's mind, which is much more robust to you. Like, it's not thready. It's not barely. It, it is fully there. 100%. Feels good. And then um, maybe we just see this gradual shift. Like, you guys are still standing in the aquarium, but bits of the aquarium just start to, like, float away. Like, the wall of fish disappears, but you're still in this corridor. And then the blackness in front of you just starts to coalesce with all these different shapes and colors. And it is basically impossible to make any sense of it. You're in tune with his feelings, too. And you can tell that if there is a perspective, like you're looking at it from Joel's perspective, but it's more instead of like standing in a room and looking around at people, it's just a sense of being surrounded. Like you're shoulder to shoulder with everybody, but it's not oppressive. You're just there in that same space, wading through a crowd where every possible inch of movement is occupied by someone or something that you know. And you Wild. can like feel that there's some sort of tangibility or like... Like a nebula cloud, but every speck of dust is like your neighbor. Basically. And some of them like, it's, it's not so much that these beings have names or anything. It's just like, oh, I recognize that, you know, that's... It's a pocket of feelings and memories and emotions and functions, and you can identify the feeling of familiarity and recognition of certain aspects there, but it's not as simple as like, oh, that's Halarishi. There's a splash of orange color that is like an amoeba that blends in with everything around it and sort right. of like moves amongst the color collage, and you have an intense sense of standoffishness like you know that this is an obstacle but it's still part of you it's like having to overcome your own feelings too so it's like that's probably about as specific as it gets it's a very intense experience so i'm actually going to ask you to roll spirit mm -hmm. my spirit's very good always and this is going to be related to like your Six. control of okay even with a minus two you're fine there Whew. you can feel that it's not like you feel vi stirring but you feel that it's like plucking a guitar string. You know, you feel a resonance there, a familiarity that isn't quite kinship, but it's not as though this is completely alien either. Athena's watching with her two fingers on her bottom lip. Just, there's got to be a better word than gobsmacked, but that's the one she's landing on over and over and over again. Silas is still standing next to you, watching there too, the light inexplicably reflected in his glasses. I've never seen anything like it. Not before. Not since. And I don't really expect to in the future. But you can feel the wonder. You can feel so much. So much that we don't understand. Like another sense. But one that we might attune to. <laughs> and you and I are more attuned than most. I don't want that. I want something that makes sense to us. But I want that feeling that connectedness. I want everyone to have their choices, but to feel like they're a part of something. I would like to feel connected to something. And you're building just that right now, Athena. Thank you for helping, Joel. I don't know how much I actually helped him, Athena. I was... You're welcome. For whatever positive part I did play, I'm happy that not everything I did was a detriment born of selfish desires 
you know, this is how I felt that first night when I got up top. I got lost in a field because I didn't want to take a car or anything. I, I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And I looked up and I there's just the sky and stars. And it just, it made me feel so small. Obviously, we read about stars. <laughs> I know conceptually what a star is, but being there and seeing that and wondering what else what else is or could be out there and if there's another planet like I don't know on the other side of the galaxy with people doing the same stuff we're doing in their own way I don't know it's just kind of in a weird way it helped ground me uh, and get me to the city well enough but I don't know I think that's a universal experience to wonder what else there is beyond our knowing, beyond our understanding. And I think that ties in directly to what we're talking about. This, the, the spectrum, being connected. Maybe it is like that elsewhere, maybe it's not. But it's more than the people who came before us knew. It's like a whole new world here on the same planet. I think that's fascinating. And I'm very glad that we're here to be able to find some of those answers. I'd very much like to find them. But yes, there's nothing like a, a dose of existential reality to make you feel very small. I was, um, it became a somewhat frequent experience for all of the Inquisitors that I sent up to the surface. Oh yeah, I guess it would, huh? Yes, well, there's a certain level of you know, we have the cavern around us, and there are certainly similarities between the crystals and the stars, at least in concept, if not color and size and shape. But there's nothing quite like it. I like constellations. Mm -hmm. It was just nice looking up and being able to see it's in the same spot. That crystal didn't burn out again, you know? It's, I mean, not in the same spot all the time, but like, oh, yes. you know what I mean? I do. We might be small, Athena, but we're not insignificant. And what we do does matter. And what we do carries more weight when we work together, as we are. So, I hope that it is hopeful for you, rather than daunting. <laughs> would you believe I never even considered it could be daunting? <laughs> I would. I think you're an inherently hopeful person, Athena. I admire that tremendously. I come from resilient folks like you wouldn't believe. Can you teach me how to do this? And she gestures around. You mean psionics? I've been... My quarry hasn't been firing right. Every time I try to do something, it, 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 there, there's a chance it could short out my whole arm and I'd rather it not do that or anything worse because I don't always have a pavi around to fix it. But I think I... I, th I think I used psionics a while back, and it only happened one time, and I can't quite quantify it. But do you, do you think what happened with Vi and Jex changed me? He's thoughtful. He shifts the mental scape now. The colors drift away up into the darkness and become dots on the ceiling of a cavern. The colors come down and swirl around you guys and form into these nodes of light 
that are connected, like a stock image of neurons <laughs> all around you guys, like you're standing in a brain. He's pointing up, swirling the light around with his hands, not like calling your attention to anything specific, because you know this is just a construct. I'm not sure what you'll experience with using psionics is. I can tell you that it's quite rare for someone to exhibit enough control and power over both psionics and being a link. That's why I was confused. But it's not impossible, and it has does happen, I should say. I think it's less common because they're both Cori energy, but they're two different kinds, and the body can only house so much. So when you're using your physical Cori versus using the ephemeral Cori of the mind, it still draws on the same power. Your body just processes it or harnesses it in different ways. Hmm. If you have a natural aptitude, then in theory, you could potentially learn to use it or to harness it to your will. But if you're already in a fragile state, it might not be possible or it might not be advisable. Just as there are growing pains with learning to use your linked abilities, mostly in the form of physical pain or accidents causing harm to others. She scratched their cheek. <laughs> Psionics have a different breed of dangers, all having to do with the mind or the minds of those around you. And I don't think I need to tell you at this point what some of those dangers might be. Mm -hmm. So my answer is yes, I will of course help you in any way that you would ask for it. But I advise caution and prudence when it comes to your own well-being. Don't, don't overdo it. Well, I mean, traditionally, the best time to make a sword is when it's glowing goop. What is my life if not glowing goop right now? <laughs> you had a traumatic experience, both with psionics and with Corey, it seems. So given the fact that you're breathing orange smoke, well, it's exhaling, more like, it's more like a vapor, a vapor, whatever, that very well could be causing problems with your internal anatomy or your mind, I can't say, without delving a bit further, which I'm happy to do, but probably should not be done here and now. Probably not. I just, <laughs> after Vi was crawling all over Jex, she flew right back through it all, back to me. And I, I can't help but wonder if, if A, maybe she took some, of him with her and B what if what she took might have been the difference I don't expect you'll ever have an answer for that Athena but I would advise not to torture yourself over it what if it was the difference for you making it out you said that Zidol took a bullet for you which means he did so willingly knowingly in order to keep you safe is it so crazy to think that Vi might have done something similar? I guess not. You never told me much about her, but... I, I don't know a lot about her yet. She's not very vocal. Mm. Well, She liked being Benicia before. Probably because that's where she came from. Well, our spectrum friends are as varied as we are. Maybe she just needs time to heal as well. And she might not have been fully formed. It's... I don't think she was. We don't, we don't know these things. We don't have enough experience. We don't have data. We don't have research. That's one of the reasons I would so much like to meet everyone else. Someone needs to start 
learning more. And I think we're the only ones primed to do so. But I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic again. <sighs> Give her time. Let her know that you're there, even if she can't respond, maybe. Sometimes positive reinforcement is the difference. You know her better than I do. Silas, when I take you to prison, and I will take you, you have to promise me you're not going to go diving into anybody's brains. These are survivors who have been implanted with things partially against their will, psionically, and it kind of fucked up their whole lives. Trust me, I quite understand. And I thought you would, but I wanted to get that out. And I don't think, like, I believe you, but I need you to, unless they give consent and they want to find out more in a more cerebral space, we can't. Not if they're going to keep trusting us. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Neon Heat with us. Our music this week was provided by Crockett and Wave Shaper. Crockett you could find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.Bandcamp.com. Wave Shaper you can find at WaveShaper underscore SWE on Twitter and WaveShaper1.Bandcamp.com. Savage Worlds was created by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at PegInc.com. If you'd like to chat with us, you can find us at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And boy, howdy, are there some patrons I would love to say thank you to. Thank you to Chase, Valentine, Ezra, and Nakoda. Thank you so much. Your support really does mean the world. Thank you also to Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Zach, Ben Hatton, Paxton, Gerald, Alex, and Davriel. Every bit of support from you guys helps us make each fresh episode just for you. And you know, if you're out of episodes of things to listen to, why don't you head on over to A Night of Shreds and Patches? Our guest spot is still ongoing and it has been a blast. And you can find them at akasap.com. And wow, more podcast news. Sounds like Crow's Terminus is back, baby. And everybody, I think that's it. So have yourself a lovely week. And we'll see you next time.